Shalom, shalom. Welcome, welcome, world changers. Actually, Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. This is Arab Shabbat. Arab Shabbat is another way of saying the eve of the Sabbath. Yeah, so this is Arab Shabbat tonight. Tonight we're going to read Jeremiah chapters 49 through to 50, 52. That's the last four chapters of Jeremiah. And uh, so just so you guys know what I'm going to do here, I'm going to jump in the chat and greet you guys first. We're going to jump into the scriptures. We're going to read those four chapters. Then I'm going to come back to the chat and take your questions and your comments. Let's do this. This is Jeremiah chapter 49, verse 1. Of the children of Ammon, thus says Yahweh, has Israel no sons? Has he no heir? Why then does Malcolm possess Gad and his people well in its cities? Therefore, behold, the days come, says Yahweh, that I will cause an, an alarm of war to be heard against Rabbah of the children of Ammon, and it shall become a desolate heap, and her daughters shall be burned with fire. Then shall Israel possess those who did possess him, says Yahweh. Wail, Heshbon, for Ai is laid waste. Cry, you daughters of Rabbah, clothe yourself in sackcloth. Lament and run back and forth among the fences, for Malcolm shall go into captivity, his priests and his princes together. Why do you glory in the valleys, your flowing valley? Baxter, who trusted in her treasures, saying, Who shall come to me? Behold, I will, I will bring a fear on you, says the Lord, Yahweh of armies, from all are around you. And you shall be driven out, every man right forth, and there shall be neither together the fugitives. Afterward, I will bring back the captivity of the children of Ammon, says Yahweh. Edom, thus says Yahweh of armies, is wisdom no more in Taman? Is counsel perished from the prudent? Is their wisdom vanished? He, turn back, dwell in the depths, inhabitants of Dedan, for I will bring the calamity of Esau on him the time that I shall visit him. If grape gatherers came to you, would they not leave some gleaning grapes? If thieves by night, wouldn't they destroy until they had enough? But I have made Esau bare. I have uncovered his secret places, and he shall not be able to hide himself. His seed is destroyed, and his brothers, and his neighbors, and he is no more. Leave your fatherless children. I will preserve them alive, and let your widows trust in me. You know, there is, I'm not going to name any names right now, but there's a certain group of people or certain groups of people. They call people by this name as a slur. There are people today that actually believe that a certain nationality is, is a descendant of Esau. However, it says here, Esau's seed is destroyed. So if you had to take this, if you were to take this at face value, which I have no reason at this point not to, it means that there is no descendants of Esau. His seed is destroyed, and his brothers, and his neighbors, and he is no more, meaning there are no more Edomites, no more. And some people use that as, again, they use that as a derogatory term against people, but I, I think this is a good one right here. Jeremiah 49 verse 10, it says, Esau doesn't have any seed left. In other words, his descendants, there is no descendants of Esau. That's what it means. There are no descendants of Esau. Uh, his seed is destroyed and his brothers and his neighbors, and he is no more. 
All right, so we read verse 11, verse 12. For thus says Yahweh, Behold, they to whom it didn't pertain to drink of the cup shall, shall certainly drink. And are you he who shall altogether go unpunished? You shall not go unpunished, but you shall surely drink. For I have sworn by myself, says Yahweh, that Bozra shall become an astonishment, a reproach, a waste, and a curse. And all its cities shall be perpetual wastes. I have heard news from Yahweh, and an ambassador is sent among the nations, saying, Gather yourselves together, and come against her, and rise up to battle. For behold, I have made you small among the nations, and despised among men. As for your terror, the pride of your heart has deceived you. Can you imagine being so deceived that you deceive yourself? Okay, that's what happens with the proud. Pride in your heart deceives you. Can you imagine? You know, it's bad enough deceiving other people or being deceived by someone else, but rather you actually deceiving yourself. The pride of your heart has deceived you. Oh, you who dwell in the clefts of the rock, who hold the height of the hill, Though you should make your nest as high as an eagle, I will bring you down from there, says Yahweh. Behold, or excuse me, Edom shall become an astonishment. Everyone who passes by it shall be astonished and shall hiss at all its plagues. As in the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighbor cities of it, says Yahweh, no man shall dwell there, neither shall any son of man live therein. Behold, he shall come up like a lion from the pride of the Jordan against the strong habitation, for I will suddenly make them run away from it, and whoever has chosen him will I appoint over it. For who is like me, and who will appoint me a time, and who is the shepherd who will stand before me? Therefore, hear the counsel of Yahweh, that he has taken against Edom, or Edom and his purposes, that he has purposed against the inhabitants of Taman, surely they shall drag them away, even the little ones of the flock. Surely he shall make their habitation desolate over them. The earth trembles at the noise of their fall. There is a cry, the noise of which is heard in the Red Sea. Behold, he shall come up and fly as the eagle, and spread out his wings against Bozra, and the heart of the mighty men of Edom at that day shall be as the heart of a woman in her pains. Of Damascus, Hamath is confounded, and Arpad, for they have heard evil news. They are melted away. There is sorrow on the sea. It can't be quiet. Damascus has grown feeble. She turns herself to flee, and trembling, trembling has seized on her. Anguish and sorrows have taken hold of her as of a woman in travail. How is the city of praise not forsaken, the city of my joy? Therefore... Her young men shall fall in her streets, and all the men of war shall be brought to silence in that day, says Yahweh of armies. I will kindle a fire in the wall of Damascus, and it shall devour the palaces of Ben-Hadad, of Kedar, and of the kingdoms of Hazor, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, struck. Thus says Yahweh, Arise, go up to Kedar, and destroy the children of the east. Their tents and their flocks shall they take. They shall carry away for themselves their curtains and all their vessels and their camels 
and they shall cry to them terror on every side. Flee, wander far off, dwell in the depths, you inhabitants of Hazor, says Yahweh, for Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, has taken counsel against you and has conceived a purpose against you. Arise, go up to a nation that is at ease, that dwells without care, says Yahweh, that have neither gates nor bars that dwell alone. Their camels shall be a booty, and the multitude of their livestock a spoil. And I will scatter to all winds those who have the corners of their hair cut off, and I will bring their calamity from every side of them, says Yahweh. Hazor shall be a dwelling place of jackals, a desolation forever. No man shall dwell there, neither shall any son of man live therein. The word of Yahweh that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning Elam in the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah the king, saying, Thus says Yahweh of armies, Behold, I will break the bow of Elam, the chief of their might. On Elam will I bring the four winds from the four quarters of the sky, and I will, scat and will scatter them toward all those winds. And there shall be no nation where the outcasts of Elam shall not come. I will cause Elam to be dismayed before their enemies and before those who seek their life, and I will bring evil on them, even my fierce anger, says Yahweh, and I will send the sword after them until I have consumed them. And I will set my throne in Elam and will destroy from there king and princes, says Yahweh. But it shall happen in the latter days that I will bring back the captivity of Elam, says Yahweh. Jeremiah chapter 50. Again, we're going to read Jeremiah chapter 50, 51, 52, and then I will spend the rest of the evening on your questions in the live chat. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 1, the word that Yahweh spoke concerning Babylon, concerning the land of the Chaldeans by Jeremiah the prophet. Declare among the nations and publish and set up a standard. Publish and don't conceal. Say Babylon is taken. Baal is disappointed. Marodach is dismayed. Her images are disappointed. Her idols are dismayed. For out of the north there comes up a nation against her, which shall make her land desolate. And none shall dwell therein. They are fled. They are gone, both man and animal. In those days, and in that time, says Yahweh, the children of Israel shall come, they and the children of Judah together. They shall on their way weeping and shall seek Yahweh their God. They shall inquire concerning Zion with their faces turned toward it, saying, Come and join ourselves to Yahweh in an everlasting covenant that shall not be forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds, by the way, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but the word pastor, as in the pastor of a church, pastor means shepherd. Okay, so you can you can you could also say they're pastors. Their pastors means the same thing. Their pastors, their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. All who found them have devoured them. Their adversaries said, we are not guilty because they have sinned against Yahweh, the, the habitation of righteousness, even Yahweh, the hope of their fathers. Flee out of the midst of Babylon and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans and be as male goats before the flocks. For behold, I will stir up and cause to come up against Babylon a 
company of great nations from the north country, and they shall set themselves in array against her. From there she shall be taken. Their arrows shall be as of an expert mighty man. None shall return in vain. Chaldee shall be a prey. All who prey on her shall be satisfied, says Yahweh. Because you are glad, because you rejoice, O you who plunder my heritage, because you are wanton as a heifer that treads out the grain and neigh as strong horses, your mother shall be utterly disappointed. She who bore you shall be confounded. Behold, she shall be the least of the nations, a wilderness, a dry desert, a dry land, and a desert. Because of the wrath of Yahweh, she shall not be inhabited. But she shall be wholly desolate. Everyone who goes by Babylon shall be astonished at, at all her pla- plagues. Set yourselves in a race, Babylon, all around. All you who bend the bow, shoot at her. Spare no arrows, for she has sinned against Yahweh. Shout against her all around. She has herself. Her bulwarks are fallen. Her walls are thrown down, for it is the vengeance of Yahweh. Take vengeance on her as she has done due to her. Cut off the the from Babylon and him who handles the sickle in the time of harvest. For fear of the oppressing sword, they shall turn everyone to his people and they shall flee everyone to his own land. Israel is a hunted sheep. The lions have driven him away. First, the king of Assyria devoured him. And now, at last, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, has broken his bones. Therefore, thus says Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, Behold, I will punish the king of Babylon and his land as I have punished the king of Assyria. I will bring Israel again to his pastor, and he shall feed on Carmel and Bashan, and his soul shall be satisfied on the hills of Ephraim and in Gilead. In those days and in that time, says Yahweh, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for, and there shall be none, and for this and the sins of Judah, and they shall not be found, for I will pardon them whom I leave as a remnant. Go up against the land of Marathaim, even against it, and against the inhabitants of Pekod. Kill and utterly destroy after them, says Yahweh, and do according to all that I have commanded you. A sound of battle is, is in the land and of great destruction. How is the hammer of the whole earth cut apart and, and broken? How has Babylon become a, a desolation among the nations? I have laid a snare for you, and you are also taken, Babylon, and you weren't aware. You are found and also caught because you have striven against Yahweh. Yahweh has opened his armory and has brought forth the weapons of his indignation. For the Lord, Yahweh of armies, has a work to do in the land of the Chaldeans. Come against her from the utmost border. Open her storehouses. Cast her up as heaps and destroy her utterly. Let nothing of her be left. Kill all her bulls. Let them go down to the slaughter. Woe to them, for their day is come, the time of their visitation. The voice of those who flee and escape out of the land of Babylon to declare in Zion the vengeance of Yahweh our God, the vengeance of his temple. Call together the archers against Babylon, all those who bend the bow, encamp against her all around. Let none of it escape. Recompense her according to her work, according to all that she has done due to her. 
For she has been proud against Yahweh, against the Holy One of Israel. Therefore her young men will fall in her streets, and all her men of war will be brought to silence in that day, says Yahweh. Behold, I am against you, you proud one, says the Lord, Yahweh of armies, for your day has come, the time that I will visit you. The proud one shall stumble and fall. Right? Pride comes before a fall. And none shall raise him up. And I will kindle a fire in his cities, and, and it shall devour all who are around him. Thus says Yahweh of armies, the children of Israel and the children of Judah are oppressed together, and all who took them captive hold them fast. They refuse to let them go. Their Redeemer is strong. Yahweh of armies is his name. He will thoroughly plead their, their cause, that he may give rest to the earth and disquiet the inhabitants of Babylon. A sword is on the Chaldeans, says the Lord, and on the inhabitants of Babylon, and on her princes, and on her wise men. A sword is on the boasters, and they shall become fools. A sword is on her mighty men, and they shall be dismayed. A sword is on their horses, and on their chariots, and on all the mixed people who are in the midst of her, and they shall become as women. A sword is on her treasures, and they shall be robbed. A drought is on her waters, and they shall be dried up, for it is a land of engraved images, and they are mad over idols. Therefore the wild animals of the desert with the wolves shall dwell there, and the ostriches shall dwell therein. And it shall be no more inhabited forever, neither shall it be lived in from generation to generation. As when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighbor cities of it, says Yahweh, so shall no man dwell there, neither shall any son of man live therein. Behold, a people comes from the north, and a great nation and many kings shall be stirred up from the uttermost parts of the earth. They shall lay hold on bow and spear. They are cruel and have no mercy. Their voice roars like the sea, and they ride on horses, everyone set in array as a man to the battle against you, daughter of Babylon. The king of Babylon has heard the news of them, and his hands wax feeble. Anguish has taken hold of him, and pangs as of a woman in travail. Behold, the enemy shall come up like a lion from the pride of Jordan against the strong habitation. For I will suddenly make them run away from it, and whoever is chosen, him will I appoint over it. For who is like me? Mika Mocha in the, who is like you in the Hebrew. And who will appoint me a time? And who is the shepherd who can stand before me? Therefore, hear the counsel of Yahweh that he has taken against Babylon and his purposes that he has purposed against the, the land of the Chaldeans. Surely, they shall drag them away, even the little ones of the flock. Surely he shall make their habitation desolate over them. At the noise of the, of the taking of Babylon, the earth trembles, and the cry is heard among the nations. Jeremiah chapter 51. Thus says Yahweh, Behold, I will raise up against Babylon and against all those, against those who dwell in Lebkamai, a destroying wind. 
I went to Babylon strangers who shall winnow her. They shall empty her land. For in the day of trouble, they shall be against her around. Against him who bends the archer, bend his bow. And against him who lifts himself up in his coat of mail. And don't spare her young men. Utterly destroy all her army. They shall fall down slain in the land of the Chaldeans and thrust through in her streets. For Israel is not forsaken, nor Judah, of his God, of Yahweh of armies, though the land is full of guilt against the Holy One of Israel. Flee out of the midst of Babylon and save every man his life. Don't be cut off in her iniquity, for it is the time of Yahweh's vengeance. He will render to her a a recompense. Babylon has been a golden cup in Yahweh's hand, who made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunk of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. Wail for her, take balm for her pain. If so be, she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her, and let us go everyone into his own country, for her judgment reaches to heaven and is lifted up even to skies. Yahweh has brought forth our righteousness. Come, let us declare in Zion the work of Yahweh our God. Make sharp the arrows. Hold firm the shields. Yahweh has stirred up the spirit of the kings of the Medes, because his purpose is against Babylon to destroy it. For it is the vengeance of Yahweh, the vengeance of his temple. Set up a standard against the walls of Babylon. Make the watch strong. Set the watchmen. Prepare the ambushes. For Yahweh has purposed and done that which he spoke concerning the inhabitants of Babylon. You who dwell on many waters, abundant in treasures, your end has come. The measure of your covetousness. Yahweh of armies has sworn by himself, saying, Surely I will fill you with men as with the canker worm, and they shall lift up a shout against you. He has made the earth by power. He has established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding he has stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult in the heavens, and he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings forth the wind out of his treasuries. Every man has become brutish and is without knowledge. Every goldsmith is appointed by his image, for his molten image is falsehood, and there is no breath in them. They are vanity, a work of delusion. In the time of their visitation, they they shall perish. The portion of Jacob is his, for he is the former of all things. And Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. Yahweh of armies is his name. You are my battle axe of war, and with you will I break in pieces the nations. The nations meaning the Gentiles, actually the Goy. And with you I will destroy kingdoms. And with you I will break in pieces the horse and his rider. And with you I will break in pieces the chariot and him who rides therein. And with you I will break in pieces man and woman. And with you I will break in pieces the old man and the youth. And with you I will break in pieces the young man and the virgin. And with you I will break in pieces the shepherd and his flock. And with you I will break in pieces the farmer and his yoke of oxen. And with you will I break in pieces governors and deputies. I will render to Babylon and to all the inhabitants of Chaldea all their evil that they have done in Zion in your sights, says Yahweh. 
Behold, I am against you, destroying mountains, says Yahweh, which destroys all the earth. I will stretch out my hand on you and roll you down from the rocks and will make you a burnt mountain. They shall not take of you a stone for a corner, nor a stone for foundations, but you shall be desolate forever, says Yahweh. Set up a standard in the land. Blow the trumpet among the nations. Prepare the nations against her. Call together against her the kingdoms of Ararat, Mini, and Eskenaz. Appoint a marshal against her. Cause the horses to come up as the rough cankerworm. Prepare against her the nations, the kings of the Medes, its governors, and all, and all its deputies, and all the land of their dominion. The land trembles and is in pain, for the purposes of Yahweh against Babylon do stand, to make the land of Babylon a desolation without inhabitant. The mighty men of Babylon have forborne to fight. They remain in their strongholds. Their might has failed. They are become as women. Her dwelling places are set on fire. Her bars are broken. One runner will run to meet another, and one messenger to meet another, to show the king of Babylon that his city is taken on every quarter. And the passages are seized, and the reeds they have burned with fire, and the men of war are frightened. For thus says Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, the daughter of Babylon is like a threat floor at the time when it is trodden, yet a little while, and the time of harvest shall come for her. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, has devoured me. He has crushed me. He has made me an empty vessel. He has, like a monster, swallowed me up. He has filled his maw with my delicacies. He has cast me out. The violence done to me and to my flesh beyond Babylon, shall the inhabitant of Zion say, and my blood beyond the inhabitants of Chaldee, shall Jerusalem say? Therefore, thus says Yahweh, Behold, I will plead your cause and take vengeance for you, and I will dry up her sea and make her fountain dry. Babylon shall become a heap, become heaps, a dwelling place for jackals, an astonishment and a hissing without inhabitant. They shall roar together like young lions. They shall growl as lion's cubs. When they are heated, I will make their feast and I will make them drunken that they may rejoice and sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, says Yahweh. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams with male goats. How is Sheshach, Sheshach taken and the praise of the whole earth seized? How is Babylon become a desolation among the nations? The sea is, is come up on Babylon. She is covered with the multitude of waves. Her cities are become a desolation, a dry land and a desert, a land in which no man dwells, neither does any son of man pass thereby. I will execute judgment on Baal in Babylon, and I will bring forth out of his mouth that which he has swallowed up, and the nation shall not flow any more to him. Yes, the wall of Babylon shall fall. My people, go away from the midst of her, and save yourselves, every man, from the fierce anger of Yahweh. Don't let your heart faint, neither fear for the news that shall be heard in the land. For news shall come one year, and after that in another year shall come news, and violence in the land, ruler against ruler. Therefore, behold, the day is come that I will execute judgment on engraved images of Babylon 
and her whole land shall be confounded, and all her slain shall fall by the midst of her. Then the heavens and the earth and all that is therein shall sing for joy over Babylon, for the destroyer shall come to her from the north, says Yahweh. As Babylon has caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the land. You who have escaped the sword, go. Don't stand still. Remember Yahweh from afar and let Jerusalem come into your mind. We are confounded because we have heard approach. Confusion has covered our faces, for strangers are coming to the sanctuaries of Yahweh's house. Therefore, Behold, the days come, says Yahweh, that I will execute judgment on her engraved images, and through all her land the wounded shall groan. Though Babylon should mount up to the sky, and though she should fortify the height of her strength, yet from me shall destroyers come to to her, says Yahweh. The sound of of a cry from Babylon and a great destruction from the land of of the Chaldeans. For Yahweh lays Babylon waste and destroys out of her the great voice, and their waves roar like many waters. Their noise, the noise of their voice is uttered. For the destroyer is come on her, even on Babylon, and her mighty men are taken. Her bows are broken in pieces, for Yahweh is a God of recompenses. He will surely requite. I will make drunk her princes and her wise men, her governors and her deputies, and her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake up, says the king, whose name is Yahweh of armies. Thus says Yahweh of armies, the broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly overthrown, and her high gates shall be burned with fire, and the people shall labor for vanity and the nations for the fire, and they shall be weary. The word which Jeremiah the prophet commanded Sariah, the son of Neriah, the son of Messiah, when he went to uh, went with Zedekiah, the king of Judah, to Babylon in the fourth year of his reign. Now Sariah was chief quartermaster. Jeremiah wrote in a book all the evil that should come on Babylon, even all these words that are written concerning Babylon. Jeremiah said to Sariah, when you come to Babylon, then see that you see that you read all these words and say, Yahweh, you have spoken concerning this place to cut it off, that none shall dwell therein, neither man nor animal, but that it shall be desolate forever. It shall be when you have made an end of reading this book that you shall bind a stone to it and cast it in into the midst of the Euphrates. And you shall say, thus shall Babylon sink and shall not rise again, because of the evil that I will bring on her, and they shall be weary. Thus far are the words of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 52. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. He did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh, according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For through the anger of Yahweh did it happen in Jerusalem and Judah until he had cast them out of his presence. Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. It happened in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, that Nebuchadnezzar Babylon came, he and all his army, against Jerusalem and encamped against it, and they built against it round about. So the city was besieged to the eleventh 
year of King Zedekiah. In the fourth month, in the ninth day of the month, famine was severe in the city, so that there was no bread for the people of the land. Then a breach was made in the city, and all the men of war fled, and went forth out of the city by night, by the way of the gate, between the two walls, which was by the king's garden. Now the Chaldeans were against the city all around, and they went toward the Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued after the king and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho, and all his army was scattered from him. Then they took the king and carried him up to King Bab- the king of Babylon to Ribla in the land of Hamath. And he gave judgment on him. The king of Babylon killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. He killed also all the, the princes of Judah in Ribla. He put out the eyes of Zedekiah, and the king of Babylon bound him in fetters and carried him to Babylon and put him in prison until the day of his death. Now in the fifth month, in the tenth day of the month, which was the nineteenth year of the king of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, who stood before the king of Babylon into Jerusalem. And he burned the house of Yahweh and the king's house, and all the houses of Jerusalem, even every great house he burned with fire. All the army of the Chaldeans who were with the captain of the guard broke down all the walls of Jerusalem all around. Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive of the poorest of the people and of the residue of the people who were left in the city and those who fell away, who fell to the king of Babylon and the residue of the multitude. But Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, left of the poorest of the land to be vineyard keepers and farmers. The pillars of brass that were in the house of Yahweh and the bases of the bronze sea that were in the house of Yahweh did the Chaldeans break in pieces and carried all the brass of the new Babylon, the pots also and the shovels and the snuffers and the basins and the spoons and all the vessels of brass which they ministered took they away. The cups and the fire pans and the basins and the pots and the lampstands and the spoons and the bowls, that which was of gold in gold, and that which was of silver in silver, the captain of the guard took away. Two pillars, the one sea, and the twelve bronze bowls that were under the bases, which King Solomon had made for the house of Yahweh. The brass of all these vessels was without weight. As for the pillars, the height of one pillar was eighteen cubits, and a line of twelve cubits did compass it. And its thickness was four fingers. It was hollow. The capital of brass was on it, and the height of one capital was five cubits, with network and pomegranates on the capital all around, all of brass. And the second pillar also had like these and pomegranates. There were 96 pomegranates on the sides. All the pomegranates were 100 on the network all around. The captain of the guard took Sariah, the chief priest, and Zephaniah, the second priest, and the three keepers of the threshold, and out of the city he took an officer who was set over the men of war, and seven men of those who saw the king's face, who were found in the city, and the scribe of the captain of the army, who must people of the land, and sixty men of the people of the land, who were found in the midst of the city. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took them, 
and brought them to the king of Babylon to Ribla. The king of Babylon struck them, and he put them to death at Ribla in the land of Hamath. So Judah was carried away captive out of his land. This is the people whom Nebuchadnezzar carried away captive. In the seventh year, 3,023 Jews. In the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar, he carried away captive from Jerusalem 832 persons. In the three and 20th year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, carried away captive of the Jews 745 persons. All the persons were 4,600. It happened in the seventh and 30th year of the captivity of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the 12th month, in the five and 20th day of the month, that evil Merodach, king of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, lifted up the head of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and brought him forth out of prison. And he spoke kindly to him, and he set his throne above the thrones of the kings who were with him in Babylon, and changed his prison garments. Jehoiakim ate bread before him continually all the days of his life, and for his allowance there was a continual allowance given him by the king of Babylon. Every day a portion until the day of his death, all the days of his life. And that concludes our scripture reading for today. See what we have here in the live chat. Jamie says, Jeremiah 51 sounds like a desolate earth at Jesus coming, not a millennial kingdom. Like God is going to say, I beheld and lo, there was no man. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. It, it does. It does sound like that for sure. Uh, I agree. Going nowhere says, what do you think it means in Genesis 6, 4, when it says that the Nephilim were mighty men, which were of old men of renown? I think it means that they were big and strong. They were fearsome men. They were, they were, they, they had enough strength and they had enough power to be famous for it. That's what I think it means going nowhere. Thank you for asking. Going nowhere, asking question, what does it mean that we are made in the image and likeness of God? This is a heavy question. People, people take this in different ways, right? A lot of people understand this to mean like just physically, like we physically, like a man physically looks like God or like God looks like a man, basically. But I think it goes a lot deeper than that. I think that is the case, um, at least figuratively. I think it goes a lot deeper than that. I think that we are made in the image of God in the sense that we have intellectual capacity that no other creature has. We have dominion over our world, as it were. God gave us dominion. I think it's a lot deeper than a lot of people think it is. I think that uh, men are made in the image of God. And by the way, where it says that we, yeah, it says we are made in the, in the likeness and image of God. Yes. So thanks for asking again, going nowhere. Going Nora says, have you heard the legend that Cain still roams the earth as the infamous Bigfoot? No, I haven't heard that one, uh, but there is a lot of legends. There's a lot of theories about who, who Cain you know, was and what happened to him. I certainly do not believe that Cain is Bigfoot or Bigfoot is Cain. Thanks again. Jamie says, Jeremiah 51, 39, sure sounds like the, winter, the wicked are utterly perish, dead forever. Uh, no bumptious uh, eternal consciousness chicanery, but a sleep that lasts forever. 
When they are heated, I will make their feast and, and I will make them drunken that they may rejoice and sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, says Yahweh. I, I, I don't see that in there at all. You know, I mean, there are, if like, for example, there's, there's stuff in the word of God that talks about how we are wake up, let Christ shine on you. It's like he is talking about people who are actually biologically alive, but yet they are sleeping, yet they are dead. You know, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff in there as well. And to say that the annihilationism kind of thing is really, uh, really demeans God and his word. And it goes against his word. I mean, it's, you know, and it goes against all the probably I've got access to hundreds of witnesses. And I'm pretty sure there'd be probably millions out there that are witnesses of the afterlife and uh, how there is eternal consciousness. You know, we get, we, Luke chapter 16 is a pretty good example of that, but I don't want to get too much into that. We, we talked about that before. I don't want to get too much into that right now, but uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, this whole thing about perpetual sleep. I mean, you know how the scriptures talk about how people are asleep. Like I can, I can be asleep. I don't think I, I'm not, but I, I mean, I can be as your neighbor can be walking around going through life and be in a state of death or in a state of sleep. They need to wake up and let Christ shine on them, so to speak. I think that the annihilationist stance is very, very disrespectful to countless people, countless witnesses, and the scriptures itself, for sure. You know, I don't think you can look in the face of many, many, many people, people that I've spoken to face to face and people that know and family members and lots of other people that you can, that you can, you can hear their testimonies of them going to a place of, of torment and meeting other people that have been there for who knows how long in a state of consciousness. And uh, again, they have a lot of, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of that right now, but uh, I think that that's very, you know, basically what you, anybody who does that is calling them all liars or calling them all delusional, which sure you can get some, you can get some people that are like that, but you look at the evidence, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. The evidence is pretty strong. The evidence is pretty strong. Going nowhere. Do you think God exists outside of time? Yes, I do. Yeah. I don't think God is, is, um, subject to time. Otherwise, time would be God. All right. Okay. So for those of you who are new here, tomorrow is uh, Shabbat and we will start our live stream tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Eastern. Okay. I see one more question here. I'll, I'll take this one more question and then we'll, we'll call it a night. But we'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Usually what we do on, on Shabbat and what I'm planning on doing tomorrow is it's just going to be just, it's not going to be like a scripture reading schedule like how we, we usually do, but rather just like a fellowship. Just let's just, let's just kind of, let's just kind of sit around a table, so to speak, and talk and share with one another and bless one another. And, you know, just basically, uh, let God, uh, let God, let God's will be done. And, uh, usually it's a great time. So that's what we, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to tomorrow, starting at 2 PM Eastern. Um, but this last question and boo on boo, if I, if I can, hopefully I'm pronouncing you right. Uh, does Jesus declare pork clean in Mark seven nineteen? No. No, there's no way he can. 
if you look at, you know, it says, thus, thus Jesus declares all foods clean. That's an addition uh, from the either either the author of Mark himself or an, 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 a scribe down the way somewhere. OK, so we don't have the original Mark. We don't have anything even close to the original Mark or the copy of, of the original or a copy of copy of the original. Mark is one of the problem gospels. There are contradictions in Mark serious contradictions in Mark. Okay. Maybe tomorrow we can talk about it. Uh, tonight, there are serious contradictions in Mark. Put it this way. Out of the four, all four gospels are not created equal. Okay. Out of the four gospels, they're not all created equal. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In, as far as I know, Matthew is the most accurate of all four. Then there's Luke. Then there's Mark. Then there's John. John's the worst of all of them. Mark is the worst of the synoptic gospels. Yes, Jesus cannot change the law of God. Uh, he cannot change the word, the, the word that's forever settled in heaven. Uh, if, if Jesus actually did teach that, why didn't Peter? Peter was the one who, Peter was really close to, to Jesus, right? Like one of the, out of, out of all 12, out of everybody, oh, let me just say this. Out of the everybody in the entire world back in those days, the people of Israel were the closest to Jesus. Out of all the people of Israel, the 12 disciples were the closest to Jesus. Out of the 12 disciples, Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John were the closest to Jesus. So if Jesus went around preaching this, a few things would have happened. Number one, he would have been arrested right on the spot, and he would have been probably crucified or something close to that right on the spot. Jesus was a rabbi. And if he, if he said anything like that, I mean, he would be, there would be an uproar like you never believe worse than what you, <laughs> it would be unthinkable. It would be unthinkable. It just, it just didn't happen. Number two, if Jesus actually did teach that, if that was his teaching, why didn't Peter know about it? In Acts chapter, Acts chapter 10. Yeah. Acts chapter 10, the, the vision of Peter. Why didn't Peter know about it? He didn't know about it. Why? Because Jesus never said it. Jesus, if Jesus is the word in the flesh, the word, the Torah in the flesh, the word of God, the law of God is the word of God. And if Jesus is the word, if he is the word, he can't, if he, if he changes the Torah, he'd be, he'd, he'd be self-destructive. Okay. He'd be changing him. He'd be, he'd be destroying part of himself just to change it. You know, it just, it, it, he can't do that. He has no authority to do that, okay? Because the word is already forever settled in heaven. Jesus is, he says, I come to fulfill the law, not to destroy it. Fulfill means, according to Thayer's Greek lexicon, Christianity's most trusted source of Greek definitions of the New Testament. You look it up. You look it up. Matthew chapter 5, where he said, I come to fulfill the law. The word fulfill in Thayer's Greek lexicon, section 2, C, 3. It says the word fulfill, plerao, means to cause God's will, as made known in the law, to be obeyed as it should be. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He just preached Torah all the way. Again, if you if, if we want to go a little bit deeper uh, into this, maybe we can talk about it. Uh, you know, tomorrow's a good time to talk about it if, if, you, if you're available tomorrow. Um, but uh, 
yeah, this is a big subject uh, as, as you probably see. I have made several videos about this. It's archived on YouTube and on TikTok as well. I've saved, I've made several, perhaps even over 10 videos on this particular thing right here. Mark and Mark chapter seven. Thank you for asking, Anbu. All right, so I will be back, Lord willing, tomorrow afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 2 p.m. New York time. And so we'll have our Shabbat fellowship then. Okay, guys. So once again, thanks again, thanks again, guys, for everything. Thanks for your questions and your fellowship. You guys are awesome. You guys are world changers. Tomorrow, it's going to be an open table. Bring your questions, bring your comments, and let's let's get at it. Let's do it. Let's let's talk about things. Just like how the how the disciples did in the book of Acts. Amen. All right. So thanks again, guys. Blessings, blessings multiplied to you. I pray that what we read today and what we discussed would be a great blessing to you and get you even closer to the Most High. Amen. As always, I pray the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you wonderful, wonderful shalom. Amen, amen. See you tomorrow.